The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Kits here Thursday, July 1st edition. It's going to be a wild one. It's the best way I can say you thought Wednesday was wild with all the bad pitching and all the weather concerns and some games ended early because of, you know, rain coming in. It's much worse on Thursday. So check me out on Twitter at PDNTrick if you have any questions there or come join me in the free fantasy DJ and Slack chat. We'll get you going there. If you like season-long fantasy baseball, check out the Bench with Bubba podcast going twice a week, recorded with Draft Cheat, episode 382. On Tuesday, we record with Kevin Hastings, the 2020 TGFBI champion, on Thursday. So come check all that good stuff out. Also, if you get a rate and review to the podcast on iTunes, I'd much appreciate it. MLB, DFS, Quickets, or Pinch with Bubba, whichever you prefer. Also, check out my written content at rotoballer.com. Tuesdays and Thursdays, the free DraftKings article. So I'll be uh, dropping that for you for your seven-game main slate. Lastly, if you like DFS, what you do because you're listening to this, if you like making some wagers on prop bets, which you probably do, go check out Prize Picks and use promo code Bubba when you create your account and sign up and you get a, a first deposit match up to $100. So go check out the good stuff there at Prize Picks over in the, the DGEN Slack chat. I drop my picks in there daily. Other guys are dropping in golf picks and CSGO picks and NASCAR and WNBA. So we're having fun over there playing some Prize Picks. Use promo code Bubba when you create your account. It'll go a long way to helping me and enjoying the show. So go do all that stuff. But let's talk about it here. Here's the weather. I'm going to do all 12 games weather-wise. Angels-Yankees, 30% chances of rain at start. Goes all the way up to 80 and just keeps going throughout the evening. So that's going to be fun. Seattle's Toronto, about 15 to 20% chances. Uh, Royals-Red Sox, about 20%, but just gets worse and worse as the night goes on. Uh, Minnesota-Chicago looks good. Texas-Oakland, good. Miami-Philadelphia. 75% chances of rain. Brewers Pirates, about 40%, but that dies off as the evening goes on. Dodgers Nationals, about 80 to 85%. Astros Indians looks good, according to me, but the, we've seen the Indians people do weather, so who knows? Padres Reds, 20 to 25% chances, but dies off as the night goes on. Braves game, about 30% chances, goes down about 20% for the rest of the night. Colorado, 25 to 35% chances of rain. And then we have a dome in Arizona, so we're good there. So lots of and lots and lots of weather to worry about. Your quick run-through of the five-game slate. Again, if weather gets in your problem, you're going to have to rotate things. But, yeah, Carlos Rodon going against Minnesota at 10-2. Really strong play there. 
I like the strikeout upside against Minnesota. Minnesota bats are heating up, though, so keep that in mind. But give me some Rodon in that one. You could go Barrios as well, but I like those uh, White Sox bats as a contrarian play versus Barrios. So give me Rodon in that one. Sean Manaya's 9K. He's been outstanding right now. You get a Texas Rangers offense. You can definitely pick on over the last month. Texas is um, – is uh oh yeah you did me wrong texas is um i'll tell you right here they are striking out a wonderful 20 percent of the time versus lefties the 107 iso and an 88 wrc plus so you can take advantage of them but nine has been very good the one caveat i will say is we talk about it a lot on day games in oco the ball is very live there because it's going to be warmer so it could be a good game to attack but on this weird slate don't mind manaya at 9k similar to kikuchi at 83 don't mind him going up against uh toronto He's been uh, very, very good of late. Toronto's very, very good as well. But you got a 25.4% strikeout rate for uh, Toronto the last month versus lefties. So you can try to pick on that. There are lots of power, but Kikuchi at 83 could potentially navigate that minefield. you got Eovaldi at 8K versus Kansas City. He's another option. So if you don't want to pay up for Rodon, they're all kind of risky. A lot like Wednesday night. I kept saying it's a lot of risky plays. Not a lot. Like the best pitcher that I liked was Bassett, Bassett and Garcia. Garcia got screwed by the umpires. The pitching coach got tossed after the second batter, both walks. And I went to the Slack chat. I'm like, something ain't right. Something's got right. And some of the guys looked into it. All seven pitches to Man- uh, Mancini were in the strike zone, and he walked. And then there was two on the first batter, and he against Mullins, and he walked. It was horrific. A horrible ump show. Just everything unraveled there. He bounced back to do okay, but not great. Bassett's been outstanding. He's been great. But all the secondary pitchers, like I said, it was bad. It was like Kobe Aller's been pretty good. Like I'm happy with what he's done, but otherwise it's been pretty rough. A lot of the same feels on Wednesday. So Manaya, Kikuchi, Yavaldi, you can definitely go those ways. If you want to punt with Dane Dunning, it's great. But again, I like that the, the lively ballpark in Oakland. So it's kind of tricky. So Manaya, Kikuchi, Yavaldi, all in play. I like Rodon as well. But if you want to save some cash, Manaya, Kikuchi, Yavaldi, you can go to Dane Dunning if you prefer. If you're stacking things up, Boston versus uh, Bubik is a great look. Very, very good look. I do like the Oakland offense against Dunning. And I don't mind some contrarian Texas plays against Manaya just for the day game aspect of Oakland. If you want some other plays, though, uh, Seattle, value versus Ryu. You can definitely go that direction. And then um, the Angels and Yankees, again, Canyon and Manning, Montgomery. Don't mind that one as well. So that's your quick run through the five-game slate. If you have further questions, join us in the Slack chat. We'll break it all down for you right there. But – Seven-game main slate to get things cracking for you on this one. Again, watch the weather. It's 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 not good, folks. Not not good at all. Uh, we don't even have all the totals yet because there's such a mess. Some games are getting delayed tonight and um, starting to get just suspended or postponed. But we got Dodgers Nationals over under 9.5. Again, watch the weather there. It's really nice. It's probably the worst one right now. Milwaukee-Pittsburgh, 7.5. Astros-Indians, 8.5. Padres-Reds, 9.5. Mets-Braves, total of 6. Jacob DeGrom's pitching. St. Louis Cardinals, Rockies, 11.5 in Coors Field. Giants, Diamondbacks, total of nine. So let's get to the pitchers on this slate here. DeGrom at 11.5, outstanding. There's no really analysis needed here. I'll give you a little bit, but you know, Atlanta striking out 26% of the time versus righties. They went off on Wednesday. A lot of that was against position players, uh, but they still went off. They, they went bananas. The thing with DeGrom, he's the best play at 11.5. He's basically got 25-plus point upside even when he only goes three innings at times. The strikeouts are so elite. Last time it's Philadelphia, six innings, three hits, two earned, 5K. He's got you 16-5. You need the 25-plus from DeGrom. He should get it versus Atlanta. He did it in five innings, uh, two starts ago against Atlanta, and that's his only other start I have here against Atlanta. But he's been outstanding this year. If you want to pay for DeGrom, you can. I don't think you're going to have to, though. 
I don't think you're going to have to pay for DeGrom, but there's, I'm never going to tell you not to play for Jacob DeGrom. I totally get it. Next up, though, you could save a whopping $1,700 and go to my man, Fran Berthaldez, $9,800 at the Cleveland Indians. Framber has been next to outstanding. After that first warm-up start coming off the IL, every start from June 2nd on, he's gone at least six innings. He's gone seven innings or more in four of those five starts. He has a minimum of 17 points in those starts. He's got two 30-plus point starts. Dude's been an electric factory. Five or more Ks in four or five starts. He's been great, and now you get a Cleveland Indians offense. They're coming off a doubleheader on Wednesday, so that bullpen's going to be taxed, which is great. But uh, a Cleveland team striking out almost 25% against left-handed pitchers in the last month. 251 average, 159 ISO, 98 WRC+. plus. I love Fran Valdez. He limits hard contacts, gets a lot of ground balls, gets strikeouts, goes deep into ball games. Like If we're playing prize picks, he's going to be one of my targets. If there's a, an outs total or a strikeout total, I have a feeling I'll be playing one of the two with Fran Valdez in the prize picks. So we'll definitely be talking about that in the Slack chat. I love Fran on this slate. So at $9,800, I think he's a great play. I'll play Fran pretty much every slate. Like That's just the way it goes because – more often than not, he'll have his hiccups, but more often than not, he's going to pay us big. So, Framber at 98 in this matchup versus Cleveland, sign me up. Corbin Burns, $9,200, got an extra day off on Wednesday. They didn't need it because they scored 15 runs and just bludgeoned the Chicago Cubs. But Burnsy coming off a gym against Colorado at home, got beat up at Colorado, struggled against Pittsburgh. He's been one of the guys since the sticky stuff uh, came into play. It's been a little rough of late, a little rough. Still six or more Ks in three straight starts. You know, four innings, five and a third, six. He's given up one, four, and three. Still no home runs. He's keeping the ball in the ballpark, and that makes me feel very good. If you start giving up home runs, we've seen that with certain guys. The velocity, the movement's not there because of sticky stuff. They start getting just shelled. He's, you know, he's walking a few guys, giving up a few more hits, but he's keeping the ball in the ballpark. I think that's very important, especially pitching in Pittsburgh, which is a very pitcher-friendly ballpark. Going up against this Pirates team that did get to him a few starts back, but that was his first start without the sticky stuff. Uh, Pittsburgh's striking out about 21% of the time versus Friday's first month, hitting 231 with an 87 WRC. Plus. I got no problem going back to Corbin Burns, especially on the slate with such suspect pitching. Burns is a great play. I prefer Framber over Burns, but Burns definitely checks the box. Like, if you don't want to pay all the way up for DeGrom and you think Framber, oh, he's going to be popular, go to Burns. That's fine. I think Burns is going to be popular at 92 because we're used to Burns being over 10K. Gets a Pittsburgh Pirates team at 9200 bucks. I think it'll be very popular. But uh, no problem with Burns at all. I'm, I'm feeling better watching his recent start against Colorado. The strikeouts have still been there. That's the biggest thing for me. Like Garrett Cole, strikeout's gone. Giolito the other night, 1K. One strikeout against Minnesota. He got the W. It wasn't pretty, though. We talk about time and time again with DK and DFS, even in FanDuel, but DK especially, you need to have the strikeouts. Burns is getting those. That's, that's, that's clutch, really clutch. Uh, Luis Castillo's 9K at home against the San Diego Padres, and this one intrigues me quite a bit. The month of June, he's been electric, ERA uh, around 2, almost a 14% swinging strike rate, strikeout rate around 26%. The velocity of the fastball's up, and that is the most important thing for Luis Castillo. So everything we want to see is great. Now he's at home against the San Diego Padres. What do we get from Castillo? But in his five June starts, uh, 18 or more DK points in every start, 23 or more in three to five. He's been great. Six or more Ks in four straight starts, five or more in every June start. He's going up 0 2, 0 3, one earned run. And he's gone six or more innings in four or five starts. He's looked like Luis Castillo of old, but you get the Padres. This is the, the caveat because the Padres seems swinging it really well. They are striking out 25% of the time versus uh, right handed pitching. That's big. But, you know, hitting 250, almost a 200 ISO, and a 116 WRC. So the thing with Castillo, it's going to be a weird slate. Probably at least one rain out, maybe more. 
I think he's a very, very, very good tournament play. It's kind of the Otani conversation, the risk reward. I talked about in the Slack chat because guys are like, oh, why did I play Otani? You play Otani because he's affordable. And when he goes off, he's got 25 plus point upside. You can't get that from a lot of guys. You just don't in this era of baseball. If he doesn't go off, what happens today happens, but you aren't going to win the tournament anyways. If you want to win the tournament, you take the risk reward. If you want to play it safe, you play cash. That's the bottom line. And a guy like Luis Castillo, people are going to see Great American Small Park. They're going to remember the horrific starts earlier in the year. And they're going to see the San Diego part, Fernando Tatis with the with the dreads and the, the big glasses and the swagger. You're going to see Machado, great Cronenworth. The lineup, Grisham and Granny hit two dongs on Wednesday. This lineup is just loaded right now. But you got Luis Castillo, an ace at one point in time, pitching well. Would I be shocked if the Padres scored 12 runs? No, not at all. But you're playing for that upside. If Castillo goes out there and throws up 20-plus, 20 25-plus points, like 3% ownership, on what is a seven-game slate now could be a five or six-game slate. That is booming you up the standings. That is tremendous stuff. Because I want to know what that also means. It means the Padres didn't do anything, and people were on the Padres' bats. So that's the kind of double whammy you got there that comes into play very, very big. So I'm not saying go all in on Castillo, but if you're willing to play the risk-reward, Castillo at 9K, because Burns will be popular at 92. Framber should be popular at 98. Everyone likes DeGrom. Everyone likes the Padres. No one's going to roster Luis Castillo about $9,000. So I think it's a very, very, very good tournament play. Massive risk, massive reward. So keep that in mind. If you want to save some cash, though, Johnny Cueto at 73 at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Cueto's gotten you six or more innings in back-to-back starts in three of his last four starts. Three in runs or less in four of his last five starts. Uh, five or more Ks in three of his last five. You know, 18 or more DK points in three of five. He's a, he's another kind of boomer bust guy, but he's 7,300 bucks, and he's got the D-backs, a D-backs team striking out 27% of the time versus righties over the last month, 213 average, 0.091 ISO, and a 63 WRC+. plus. So Cueto at 73, outstanding. I skipped over Adam Wainwright. If you want to feel frisky in Colorado, you can. Wainwright's been very good of late. Rockies are the Rockies. So if you want to do it in Colorado, you can. I like Cueto at 73 in that matchup. I'll take my chances there. But basically, those are your cheapies. The only other one I'll mention, I think he's priced too cheap in this matchup, is Ian Anderson at 7100 bucks. Um, he's pitched really well. Three of his last four starts, over 20 DK points. Um, he's gone five or more innings in three of his last four starts. Three and runs or less in three of his last four. Um, five or more Ks in three straight starts. He faced uh, the Mets two starts. He got five and a third, nowhere in five Ks for 23 points. Did well in Greater Bergen, small park. He, he was a very up-and-coming guy, great last season, struggled in the middle of this season. Could be a big-time bounce-back spot for Ian Anderson in this matchup at the Atlanta Braves. Braves coming off this – against the Mets, a Mets offense that struggles. He's priced low because he's facing DeGrom, 7,100 bucks. is a struggling Mets offense. A Mets offense striking out 26% of the time versus righties in the last month with a 228 average and a 100 WRC+. Plus. The, they're getting better but still striking out a ton. And you got Ian Anderson at $7,100. That intrigues me as well. So you got your big dogs up top. DeGrom, phenomenal. Love Fran Braval, this is sort of the savings off of DeGrom. You got Burnsy, who's a great play still. I still believe in him because the strikeouts are there. I'd rather have Framber over Burns. The massive risk-reward play of the night, Luis Castillo at home against San Diego Padres. Keep that one in mind. And then if you want to save some money, you want your SP2 options here. If you don't want to double up on pitching up top, you got Adam Wainwright if you want in Coors. No problem with that. But what I would do, Johnny Cueto, love him at 73. Ian Anderson at 71. Like, I'll have some lineups with Anderson and Cueto together get all the bats in the world. So that's the angle of pitching. It's an ugly slate. Most importantly, watch the weather. We're going to be watching that all day on Thursday. It's going to be nasty. Let's talk about the bats on this seven-game slate. 
catcher's position for you. Uh, we love the Giants tonight, FYI. So Posey at 47 is a strong play. But you can also go to Omar Narvaez at 44 if you want to save a few dollars. But if you're paying up, Posey at 47. I would love to, just to attack Patrick Corbin. So I'm going to mention Dodgers here. I don't think the game plays. Be very honest with you. I don't think it plays. But Will Smith at 4K for Patrick Corbin, we can go all in on that hammer, baby. All in on stack. I think it's Patrick Corbin. So Will Smith at 4K is a very, very good value if he uh, if he checks into that lineup. A couple others, though, like Vic Caratini, if you are fading Castillo at 33, he's in play. I'd rather not, but he's in play if you need to. And if you're looking to punt um, Austin Hedges versus Framber Valdez at 24, if you're not using Framber, he's in play. If Dom Nunez gets to start for Colorado, he started on Wednesday, so you might get Elias Diaz. But if Dom Nunez starts, he's only 2300 bucks. He's a guy to keep in mind. And Jason Castro should start for Houston because uh, Martin Maldonado got placed on, I believe, the bereavement list on Wednesday. So Castro should get the start. I mean, he is um, a whopping $2,200. That is a phenomenal value because we need value if you want to pay for pitching or some other bats. Castro is $2,200 and what a great lineup and a great matchup versus Cleveland. You know, Houston, got, of all teams, Baltimore comes into Houston, sweeps them in three games, and shuts them down. That is comical. That is why baseball is such a great sport. That is why we can only set ourselves up to be the best position night after night. But once the game starts, there's nothing we can do. There's not one person that didn't tell you Houston should have put up all kinds of runs against Baltimore, but they didn't because that's baseball. That happens. But uh, another great spot, go right back to him against Cleveland if you want. Castro at 22 is a great, great spot there. First base position, though, you can uh, go to Freddie Freeman against DeGrom if you want to be contrarian. Similar to the Castillo versus the Padres, no one's going to roster the Braves. Nobody. And DeGrom's been going five, four to five innings his last few starts because of injuries and everything else. If he goes a short start again, you get all that, all that lovely Mets bullpen, folks. So if you want to go Freddie Freeman at 52 to be contrarian, knock yourself out. No complaints there. Uh, CJ Cron and Coors, Coors at 48 in play. He's been starting to get going. Josh Bell versus Tony Gonsolin at 46. Don't mind that if that game plays. But in reality, if you're paying up a really good value tonight, Paul Goldschmidt at 4,500 bucks um, at Coors Field against Sensatola is a really good price. Um, we'll go through the pricing here, but Coors Field is too cheap against tonight. DK's drunk once again. So Coors is too cheap. You're going to see a lot of DeGrom and Coors lineups, a lot of them. So that's one way to be contrarian right away. Maybe just do one or the other. Don't do either one, and you'll be fine right out the gate. But uh, Goldie at 45 is a great price tag. No no comms about that. Joey Votto keeps hitting, folks. Another home run on Wednesday. Ryan Weathers making a spot start. It's going to go Weathers and then a bullpen. So Votto at 42. You can hit lefties just fine. Like that one quite a bit. Lamont Wade Jr. should be leading off for the Gigantes. He's first base outfit eligible versus, Mer- versus Merrill Kelly at 41. Jump back on the Wade train. I like that as well. Uh, saving some money, though. you got Fuentes and Coors, only 35. Keston here has slowly been hitting. So if you're going to stack Milwaukee against Crow, which is very viable, it's not one of my top stacks, but definitely viable. Keston here at 32 is a very, very nice value. Um, other than that, any other values here? Not really at this point in time. Second base position, Altuve is always in play at 54. He's actually gone down in price, which is great. And he gets an easy matchup against Mejia. Uh, you got Albies. Coming off a five for five night, I believe, with two home runs, including the Grand Slam off a position player. He's 4900 bucks. Always Cronenworth in play. We got Tommy Evans and Coors at 47 is nice. Brendan Rodgers and Coors at 46. Those are great. I like Albies a bit to be contrarian, but if you don't want the Coors guys, Jonathan India leading off versus Weathers at 45 is a very, very nice price tag. This is kind of like a couple nights ago where everyone's going to want Coors Field, and I get it, but we have a really strong situation. It's not a game stack because I like to steal enough, unless you want a game stack it. Again, we talked about that earlier. But Great American Small Park has a potential to put up a lot of runs, just like Coors Field does. So keep that in mind if you want to be a little different there. India at 45 versus the lefty Weathers is in play. 
If we're stacking against Patrick Corbin, because that game plays, Chris Taylor's only 4200 bucks. That's a great value. The dude's been well over 5K lately, so keep an eye on him. Chris Owens has been getting some spot starts for Colorado. He's 39 in Coors. Uh, Matt Carpenter's 37 in Coors. If you're not using Johnny Cueto, uh, a D-back I do like is Josh Rojas. He's been uh, hitting close to 300 over the last 10 games, leading off for the D-backs. He's 36. He's second-base outfield eligible. Uh, Garrett Hampson's only 3500 bucks. He's second-base outfield. Really good value there. He had a nice day on Wednesday, so he's got to keep an eye on. Uh, other than that, though, like Josh Harrison's in play for stacking Washington at 28. Um, he's not a bad look, but not too many other values at this point in time. Like um, Alejo Lopez was hitting fifth for the Reds on Wednesday. He's 2K. I'm just not a big fan of that. Like if you're stacking, stacking the games, sure. He didn't do enough in the minors to really want make me want to go rush to play him. But 2K, batting fifth, I get it if you're stacking things up. Uh, third base position, Arenado returns to Coors Field at 55. That's kind of like that Shohei Otani goes to the Bronx and goes deep. It's just a weird feeling that Arenado's going to find the seats. They're doing a dedication to him, a video montage, all this stuff. It's been announced. They're doing it all for Arenado. So 5,500, it's, it's very appealing. Uh, J- Justin Turner at 53 against Corbin's great. But Ryan McMahon's only 49 against Bueno. That's got some upside. If you are stacking Milwaukee, Luis Urias has been crushing it. He's 4,800 bucks. Like him quite a bit. Wilmer Flores, most of the lefties versus Kelly Flores is hitting everything right now. He's 47 as well. He's in play. Yeah, Eugenio Suarez at home against the lefty weathers at 4K. Nice value for you in that one. I mentioned John Fuentes earlier, but Abraham Toro is only 3K. His price goes, keeps going down for Houston. Good spot there versus Mejia. That's a really good value, actually, against Mejia. And then not too much else at this point in time. Shortstop position, you got Tatis at 6K, always in place. Story at 59, sure. Correa at 49, like that one a little better just for the matchup situation. Uh, than the top two, but my top guy, I'm going to him. Call me a homer if you want, but B. Craw at 46, hitting cleanup versus Merrill Kelly. This dude is locked in right now. So B. Craw at 46 is a really nice play. William Adamas at 44 as well. He's locked in. So kind of makes you don't have to pay up at shortstop. Crawford, Adamas, both great plays at this price point. I like those quite a bit. Uh, if you're not using Valdez, Ahmed Rosario is only $3,600. That's a good value. Paul DeYoung and Coors is 34 DeYoung has been a mess. But he has 20 or more points in two of his last three games or four games. He's gone deep in both those games. That's the beauty of Paul DeYoung. It's like literally all or nothing for him going into Coors Field at, at an extreme value of 3400 bucks. It is an option. Not going to deny that one iota. Uh, heading to the outfield, though, you got Acuna. He went deep on Wednesday at 5800 He got bets versus Corbin. Schwarber did not go deep on Wednesday. Maybe check his health. He's 55 versus Gonsolin. Wouldn't be shocked if he rejoins the bleachers on that one. But Jordan Alvarez is 50, 52. That's a nice discount compared to the guys up top. So I like that. Castellanos versus Weather. Castellanos went deep on Wednesday. Now he gets a lefty in Great American Small Parks. A really good spot for Casty at 49. He's only 4K a couple nights ago. The pricing has been fluctuating so much. There's usually a rhyme or a reason. It just doesn't feel like there's one right now. It's really, really weird. Tommy Pham at 46. If you're fading Castillo, that's a good price point. But uh, now look at Brian Reynolds. He's up to 4,500 now because he's got the the Coors Field bump that hopefully comes down in the next couple of days. But Grisham talked about him on fire at 44. I like Tapia at uh, Coors at 43, though. That's good upside there. I uh, mentioned Taylor at 42 for the Dodgers, Lamont Wade at 41 for the Giants. Those are phenomenal uh, discounts. Like usual, you don't have to pay up at the outfield because there's tons of value elsewhere. Uh, going down below 4K now, Michael Brantley's only 3,900 bucks versus Mejia. That's strong. Alex Dickerson's 38. Love him. Love him. Just remember, he might get pinch hit for it sometime, but really good play to start the game out against Kelly. 
But Dylan Carlson's in Coors at 38. That's a phenomenal value for Sensatella. Definitely jump on that. Kyle Tucker's only 37. He's got Tucker at 37 and Brantley at 39. They've both gone down by like five or 600 bucks. It's like DK. Come on, guys. Get it together. Mentioned Josh Rojas earlier at 36. He's in play. Hampson 35. You can go those directions if you want. Will Myers went deep on Wednesday. He's 34. But like Steven Duggar at 33 is a phenomenal value. He hits seventh, but he's been very productive. He's a really good value at $3,300. Gregory Polanco, if you are fading Burns at 32, is always GPP viable. Jonathan Dawes is only 32. That's not too bad. If you aren't using Anderson and you want some Mets action, Michael Conforto at only $3,100 is a nice value. I, I like that quite a bit. AJ Pollock, only 3K versus Patrick Corbin's got some big upside. Same with Miles Straw at 3K. So Toro and Straw's prices, all the Astros prices have gone down. And then facing CJ Mejia. I, I know I know the Indians have been messing with the rotation because of the rainouts, but oh my, that is something else right there, folks. Houston's going to be super cheap and popular. But Harold Ramirez at 29, if you're not using Valdez, that's nice. If you're not using Cueto, David Peralta's only 28, and Josh Reddick's only 27. So those are some value plays for you. Lars Newtbar in Colorado is only $2,700. That is extreme value for Coors Field. So again, as usual, check your lineups. There's going to be tons and tons of value. That comes out on on these slates like they always do, and we find them and we have some fun. Like Gavin um, Gavin uh, Sheets went deep for us on uh, on Wednesday, so that was fun as well. Recapping your pitching real quick on this slate, Degrom's a great play, no hiding it. I'm not gonna sugarcoat that one. We drop down from Degrom. Love Valdez at 98, big fan of that. Burns is in play. Then you have Castillo at 9K, the best boomer bust play, risk reward play on this slate. So Valdez is my guy. Castillo's a good boomer bust. You can go Burns or Degrom, no problem at all. SP2s, Wayno's in play versus Colorado, but I prefer Cueto or Ian Anderson as my SP2. Not a lot of other options. It's pretty like pretty cut and dry on how we're building this one up. Now, if you're stacking it up, I love the Dodgers-Washington game, especially the Dodgers side. I don't think it plays. So Cincinnati versus Weathers, big fan of that. Houston versus Mejia, big fan of that. Um, St. Louis versus Sensatella, big fan of that. And then Giants versus Arizona. I think Giants and Cincinnati will be my top two because I think Houston and, and Coors Field are going to be the most popular. Like Houston, Coors Field, very popular. So I'll be contrarian right off the gate. San Diego, San Francisco. Good thing about the San Francisco game, we know it's going to play because there's a dome. So you got that going for you too. Milwaukee is an option if you want to get really contrarian. San Diego is obviously in play if you need to, and Atlanta as well. So tons of ways to go. Pitching's a mess. Weather's an equally, equally fickle bitch too. So check it all out. Join me in the Slack chat if you have some questions or on Twitter at Pediatric. Again, watch Bench with Bubba. Give it a rate and review twice a week for your season-long fantasy players. Give MLB DFS Quick Hits a rate and review. I'd appreciate that quite a bit. Check out my free DraftKings article at rotoballer.com on Thursday. Check out this video if you prefer watching it instead of listening to it only on the Rotoballer YouTube channel. Subscribe, like, and share. And then go check out Price Picks. If you're new to Price Picks, use promo code Bubba for your first when you sign up and make your first deposit. Get some wonderful, wonderful deposit match for your first deposit up to $100. Do that. We talk about it on Slack chat all the time. You'll love prize picks. It's an absolute blast. But for now, everybody, good luck on your Thursday. It's a messy one, so be careful. I'll be back with you guys on a full Friday. This was MLB DFS Quick Kits, your Thursday, July 1st edition. I'm out. Mm-hmm.